one of the things that I think has really has helped me is to understand that whenever anyone is sharing their situation, they're not trying to upstage anyone. They're not trying to say, oh, you know, my situation's worse than your situation. What they're trying to do is accept their reality. And if in telling you what their reality is, actually what they're doing is choosing you as their rock, they actually see you as a safe person they can tell. I love this. I really do. That was an excerpt from my guest here on Chi Time, Mandy Priest, about her new book and way of holding presence called Being Rock. Hello and welcome into Chi Time, your conscious living show with me, Clara Apollo, here on the Real Feel Good UK Health Radio and on Spotify and iTunes podcast and on my YouTube channel, Chi Time TV. Now, for the last 20 years, I've been a student and teacher of the healing arts of meditation, Reiki, and my favorite go to, Qigong, personal energy work which quite honestly saved me back in the day from the various bouts of burnout and a punishing repetitive strain injury. Now, so potent is this steeped-in-history mind-body-spirit method that I am, honestly, I'm just compelled to share it with as many people who resonate with this idea of managing your internal personal energy, creating your own medicine. And I have been doing this actually since the turn of the millennium which is quite a long time now and at one point I was working 15 classes a week reaching hundreds of people but sadly eventually became part of my burnout pattern which I have since cleared by reclaiming qigong for myself first and foremost and then serving from this deep place of resource don't get me wrong I get challenged I have to keep getting back in the saddle but I know the pathway back and it is so worth the ride I can tell you but what really turns me on is encouraging people to tune into their personal power and learn how they can freely resource from these powerful energies of the earth and of course from the cosmos you just need to hear the call from deep inside yourself and then want to do something about it So now I mostly focus on teaching instructors of similar disciplines how to incorporate Qigong principles into their sessions. And I am also a founder member of the Alliance of Tai Chi and Qigong, aiming to get clear forms presented in the mainstream leisure industry and, of course, our amazing health service. Because, you see, Qigong is an effective preventative healthcare system as well as offering symptomatic relief from various symptoms and syndromes, whilst opening our awareness to the vastness of consciousness. Anyway, back down to earth, and like many of us at the moment, I am really needing to reorientate my in-person trainings to adjust to this new social distancing protocol. And I have been brave. I currently have an ongoing online practice group on Facebook called Chi Up Your Life. And I'm about to launch a Chi Up Your Week on Zoom as a drop-in session on Thursday evenings from 7.30 till 9.30. Now that is starting on April the 30th. And if you'd like to find out more about how Qigong can help you manage your personal energy and so much more, head over to my website, claraapollo.com. 
So to be clear, chi is your life force energy. It is the animating thread that weaves through all of us and also through this show, Chi Time. See what I did with the name? And Chi Time has been going since 2013. Yes, indeed. And I've had countless amazing wise teachers, facilitators, performers, film directors, musicians, authors, doctors, and all sorts of experts in on the mic here to share with us the varying aspects of true self-care and to shine a light on the wise choices that we can consider as we enter into this new phase of life on this earth as we know it. Now my feeling and maybe yours is that this COVID-19 portal is giving us time to rest, recuperate, regroup and reach out. There are so many offerings online now it's almost overwhelming so thank you for being here and choosing to listen to Chi Time. Now, the topic on the show for us here is about how we truly listen to one another and how well we feel witnessed. As my guest Mandy Priest suggested at the beginning of the show, we are not in competition with one another here. We are all in this together and we're here to support and hold one another as well as be supported and held. And so her book, Being Rock, A Guide to Being There for Yourself and Others, is packed with so much salient, humble and humorous wisdom for how we can actually do this effectively. Now, this has been created through Mandy's extensive experience in the end of life care arena. And this way of truly listening with such kindness and compassion, holding space for one another is so essential for us now at these times, at whatever stage of life we're at, so that our mental health and our emotional well-being is taken better care of. Yeah. So just before we dive into the interview, I'd like to play you a track called River and Rock by Murray Kyle, just to get us in the groove and in the mood for what being rock means to you. All the hatred in this world, I put it in my pocket and I walk down under ancient trees. Where the spirits can talk, if you're silent you can listen to the answers are blowing on the breeze. What the hell are we doing, this is not what I call growing, thinking too deep within the earth. The places that are sacred are there for you to hear, the choice to walk in love, hope I hear, release the fear, please. Enough for all to feed Please Come and lay your body down Feel her heartbeat Please You'll find a river and a rock And a soul beneath your feet So welcome here to the ancestors now Silently awaiting simple wisdom out Walk with our footsteps softly on this ground All the earth is sacred, all the fire sacred All the air is sacred, all the water sacred And now they cry with the gods from the sky Mother how she holds us till the day we die Then she will carry our flesh and our bones We have come so far but we're a long way from home Please Her heartbeat, please. You'll find a river and a rock 
and a soul beneath your feet. track by Murray Kyle here on Chi Time as we lead into our main interview here now on the topic of being rock with my guest author Mandy Priest. Hello, welcome to Chi Time Mandy. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is so special. Oh, it is so special because you you and I have kind of known each other for like a long time, haven't we? So um yeah, having known each other for quite some time. We don't even want to know how many years that is, do we, really? No, no, no. But it's, it's good. It is. Oh, my goodness. OK, we're going to fess up here just before we get into this lovely interview with Mandy and we can actually get into the flow of it, of having a little bit of technological stuff. How many other people watching this has technological glitches to deal with where things that say they're going to do something don't do something and you're going am I just being silly here do I don't don't understand these these commands that used to work and now they don't a bit of a metaphor for what's going on in the world eh 
Thankfully, Mandy's amazing book, Being Rock, kind of has got what we're all dealing with at the moment all over it. And, you know, you've, you've done an absolute, you've created a masterpiece here, actually, my love. And, um, because it, it gets to the absolute point, it gets the nux of what everybody needs and what everybody wants. Um, and your experience of working as a volunteer in the NHS for, for many years has given you the key tools to be able to share this. And I'm just going to say, I did feel embarrassed about that as I say this, but you did actually receive an award. You, you were the NHS Unsung Hero Volunteer of the Year 2019. Thank you. Thank you. It was very humbling and um, incredibly humbling because you find out what other incredible things volunteers and people in the NHS are doing. So it was, yeah, it was a very special evening. Oh, I bet it was. Well, that's, and we, we can see now the amount of um, help that's coming through for people at the moment. It's like we actually, we do all really care about one another in our hearts, this whole compassion field of yeah. being we're all in this situation together and this book being rock i'm so, so proud of you and i know i know what you went through to get it here actually in phys physical form and and i don't i'm not going to ask you about that but i am going to ask you how it came about why did you find yourself thinking i need to write a book about this um I started volunteering in a palliative care unit, an NHS palliative care unit. And I asked after a few years of being a volunteer in the day centre, if I could actually go onto the ward and sit with people who were dying and support them, support their families. And um, it was a bit of a struggle to get there. Everybody was a bit like, well, volunteers don't normally do that in the evening on their own. Um, but I, I pushed. And eventually, with a lot of support from nursing staff, actually, um, I was given a trial. And on my first night on the ward, a nurse, a very fierce but absolutely extraordinarily lovely nurse, said to me, so what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I said, well, how about I go listen? And she said, very good, you go do that. So I started to, you know, visit with people and listen. And I think I was always, I was always somebody who instinctively felt I was more of a listener. I'm an introvert, you know, I'm more of a listener than, than not. But I read up a lot about listening and active listening. And so I was trying to be a really good active listener. And it wasn't working. And it took me a while to think, well, what am I doing wrong? So I thought, well, I, actually, I'm, I'm just going to stop trying to be this active listener because I think what was going wrong is nobody was expecting me to be a listener they were just expecting somebody to come in and be alongside them for a while and I was trying too hard I was trying really hard I was like eager bunny bunny listener you know it, it just wasn't what somebody needed it was too intense it was too go on I'm here talk to me you know wasn't working so I so, okay, I'm going to let the patients and their families teach me what it means to be alongside someone. I'm going to throw all the ideas of what I think I should do out the window and be taught, very humbly be taught, how to be alongside. And what I discovered, Clara, in the process of that was that we can be the best listeners in the world, but if the person that is speaking doesn't feel heard, it's not working so part of 
my whole discovery is how do we enable someone to actually feel heard and how do we bring our presence alongside someone so that they almost don't notice us oh i love that so you're facilitating a very kind compassionate space for another to be in and then what comes out and through them is heard is witnessed this is really important isn't it yeah so you become a witness yeah so you're not because i'm not being a professional listener as volunteer and i didn't have that training what i can offer then is to be alongside someone as their witness and obviously yes do chit chat and just you know have conversations but when somebody then chooses you as their rock and what i mean by that is they suddenly feel safe with you so they go deeper then that's a rock moment and then i've got to be steady and present and very mindful that i have to get me out of the way because it isn't about me right you just brought up something very very um quintessential there you notice when a rock moment occurs so you might be chit-chatting talking about whatever and it's just natural exchange and then something drops in and you and your astuteness recognize that as a rock moment can you tell us about that please yeah so there's a couple of ways that people tend to do that so one of them i call the literally call it the drop so people will drop into the conversation something that's bothering them but most people do it by hiding it between a lot of other words normally they sandwich it between two nice things so they might say something like I've had a really nice day today. You know, if we think about the situation we're all in at the moment with lockdown, so something, a drop could be, I've had a really nice day today, I did a little bit of gardening. Obviously, I'm feeling really lonely, but it's been a lovely sunny day. So the drop is, I'm feeling really lonely, but I'm going to hide it. So now I watch out for what people say just before the but. Ah, yeah. Now, there's a lot of this, as you so rightly say, how we're all managing to cope with this sudden change in our home life, in our work life, in society's life. Nobody knows what's coming next. And it places us um, at home, thank goodness, for those of us that are lucky enough to have a home. Um, And also, it you know, this thing about social distancing, I don't think that is the correct term. I think it's obviously physical distancing at the moment, but the social interaction is just huge. It feels to me like we're getting stronger, being rocks for one another via the networks. Yeah. 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 And I think one of the things too, um, I really wanted to share with everybody was all of us will be challenged in different ways. All of us are going to have really vast differences between our situation when we started and how our situations changed and one of the things that I think is really has helped me is to understand that whenever anyone is sharing their situation they're not trying to upstage anyone they're not trying to say oh you know my situation's worse than your situation what they're trying to do is accept their reality And if in telling you what their reality is, actually what they're doing is choosing you as their rock, they actually see you as a safe person they can tell. And it's actually a compliment. So they're not meaning to make you think, oh gosh, you know, 
why are they telling me that, that I can't relate to their situation? The reason they're telling you is they see you as a safe person. Wow, that is an honor, but it's also a responsibility. So how can we, let's look at this, how can we be rock for somebody when we realize that they've just come out with something and they need this space held? And where do we go with that? How do we manage that situation? So one of the things that really helped me, because obviously I'm sitting with people who are terminally ill, and obviously you can take an awful lot on. So one of the things that helped me was to realize this is a rock moment, and I'm going to be a rock. And a rock can hear all of that, but not need to absorb it further into themselves. Again, I'm being rock now, so it's not about me. And I don't need to take it in, and I don't need to fix it, and I don't need to help. I just need to witness because that's what I can offer. That's beautiful. So there's this, what's bring coming up here is this difference between empathy and sympathy. So with, with, yeah. with sympathy, it's like I've got to be seen to be um, uh, getting involved with your situation so that you, that you really feel that I'm there with you, I'm sad with you, I'm, I'm having a tragic moment with you and all that. It's like, mm, that's not going to help someone who's, go, who's going through it. They don't want to make your life um, have that resonance to it that presence of being um, as you say a rock in your heart an open heart and a clear rock root down into the earth to be able to be um, a, a place of empathy so that there's a the different energy between the words empathy and sympathy aren't there there are and also I think there's a a little bit, I, I found this, so this is my, I made loads of mistakes, Clara, so this has all come from mistakes. Um, but I thought I knew what empathy was. I thought, you know, if I can imagine what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes, I'm, I'm there. But one of the things I realized is we cannot tell our story and be empathetic. So if I said to you, I know how you feel because I went off on my story, I am no longer being rock because now I'm making it about my story and comparing my situation to your situation. And I was making that mistake because I thought that was empathy, but it isn't. So what the idea is, is more that in empathy you say, for instance, say if somebody said to you, I can understand your grief because I lost a distant friend last week. Okay, but the person you're talking to has just lost their dad. Okay, mm. so you've both got, um, you're trying to be empathetic because you've mm. had a similar experience, but it's not similar to the person that has just lost their dad because that's a much closer relationship, right? Mm. But what you can do instead is say, I too have felt grief and I know how hard that is. Right. So you have that point of reference is I've had something similar. Here's my experience, but without taking it away from their current experience that they are. Share um, what you have in common, which is the emotion yeah. of grief, okay. But, okay. but not share your story. Ah, oh, now this is getting to the sharing the emotion. It's noticing that the what emotions are being shared, isn't it? Because the words... We do our best to describe emotions with words, but this is what the feeling of presence and, um, and being in that space, holding that space, and we talk about it a lot, but holding space is probably one of the most important things that we're doing here, right? Right, and, and holding space authentically. So I was trying to be 
you know, perfect listener, don't do that. Be yourself. Because if somebody has been watching you, getting to know you, and they see you as somebody that they really care about and can know that you can be trusted and that you can be their rock, they, when they tell you their deep stuff, they don't want you to change into weird listening person. They want you to stay you. Yeah? And <laughs> that was a big learning curve for me. You know, it's almost like whoever in your family you're listening to don't change because they'll notice that you've changed. So if somebody is telling you, like say your, your child is suddenly telling you deep stuff, while you're prepping dinner don't turn at them don't drop everything down and make it a thing just carry on prepping dinner but let them know that you're listening so just say oh i hear you feel sad at the moment or something but i found that if you shine a huge spotlight on somebody it can be too much especially for younger people teenage people it doesn't work and there's good proof of that, isn't there, right? Because all the times that we have amazing conversations in the car, and we're not looking at each other, we're not wondering whether we're both doing open body posture or whatever. And I think it's because presence is really, really strong. There's just two of you in a car. So think of all the times that people talk to their hairdresser. They've got them. It's presence that works. And I think we've we can all do that right so this we isn't can. about being rock is not about professional listening at all and can i just say mm. i have the greatest respect for all the professional listeners out there i yes. wouldn't be sitting here happy safe if it hadn't been for incredible people who supported me therapeutically the, for my mental health and if there's is. anyone out here watching this and you think you need help please reach out to the professionals and find a professional that fits you. Yeah, that's such a wise observation there is when you when you need professional help you're actually making a choice you maybe had some rock moments with your besties and you're kind of thinking there's only so much I can do for myself here I need to get some some people on board that can actually really help me through this and and then you enter you're entering into a contract situation with them anyway and then they're professional they know what they're doing there but but we can out on the streets you say in the car or not that many of us are doing driving that much at the moment but I think you're so right doing the natural things that are normal because it's it's if your kid or your partner or your friend says something and you know it's a it's it's a rock drop um if you turn around and look at them and you say focus on and go well what's the matter you know oh, yeah. that, that little vulnerability is going to go oh my god there's too much pressure on me to come up with trying to explain it and and i know that's one of the things that you talk about in your book being rock by mandy <laughs> priest here on <laughs> tea time uh, is to actually, when you to say what is wrong or what is the matter is like assuming that something is wrong or what is this matter thing anyway? It's more like having space to expand or hmm, share the emotion behind this difficulty that somebody is going through. And I think sometimes when we say what's the matter, the person doesn't actually know what's the matter. You know, so they don't know how to answer it. So you get the nothing because people aren't quite sure what's the wrong. But if you're, if you're steady with them, um you know my best the best advice is if you hear a drop 
is just reflect that really, really gently, almost like you're just saying, uh-huh. So if somebody said to you, I'm feeling lonely, you just say lonely, but don't make a big thing of it. Don't go lonely, because then, you know, it's so subtle. And then what you're doing is enabling that person to feel heard because they will recognize that you heard their drop, all subconsciously probably. So that might be enough that they feel somebody heard me that I'm lonely. But also that if you give them space after, you know, reflecting that words, they may come back to you and say, yeah, I've actually been feeling really isolated and explain where they are. So I think it's really, again, about being subtle. Yeah. And, and intuitive um, with the energy of the moment and not freaking out when somebody says something that you know could be quite loaded. Actually, as you say earlier, feel honoured that they feel that it's safe enough to, to share with you. I just want to go really practical on this, if you yeah. don't mind me. I want to read something from the book, which is about what happens. Um, it's on page 43-44. When... When they don't tell you what, what's wrong beyond words, reflect the emotion. So there's two scenarios here where it's between a child and a dad. So the child is saying, uh, the child is not speaking, but brimming with sadness and frustration. And dad says, what's the matter? Which we now know is not the thing to say. Child then wells up with tears and just shakes his head. And then dad says, oh, what's wrong? Child, nothing now looks angry as well and looks down. Dad says, what is it? Can't you tell me? Child storms off shouting, stop asking me so many questions. I mean, how many of us, you know, that's coming from care. The dad wants to know, he wants to help, but he just yeah. hasn't got the training to be able to, or the, or the, yeah, be able to understand why what he's saying isn't helping his kid. Yeah, and I think... One of the things that I really, really realized is I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like, I think of it a bit like hardware and software. So my hard drive has the ability to be rock, but I have a software program that wants to make everything okay. Yeah, yeah. You want to mend, mend it. You, you, you want to fix yeah, it. Especially with our kids, right? We want them to be all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody around us right now, because everybody's struggling, we want them so desperately want them to be okay. So... All of this always comes from kindness. Yes. It really does. Um, but sometimes we need somebody to hear where we are and not where they want us to be. That is so true. To hear where they are, not where we would like them to be. So what would you suggest to the dad in that situation to um, be able to encourage his child to op open up so when anybody is very emotional and almost beyond words but you can see you know them well somebody in your family right now you might be able to see they're angry frustrated or teary then you reflect the emotion so you just say you seem a bit teary today or you seem a bit sad today and here's the secret clara you can't say anything else after it so just literally Say those words and don't don't make a big thing of it again not looking at them maybe busy or stuff but stay present with them and see what happens so that space after reflecting the emotion is really poignant and presentful and important not to jump in with a kind of 
but it's okay really <laughs> or something like that yeah because there's the space for that vulnerability to open up and that's why I like the analogy of being rock because I have to remind myself that rocks don't run around trying to oh nice <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they're just there <laughs> yeah yeah and you do hear about people say oh they he was my rock or she was my rock you know so it, it is something that is in our vernacular already but bringing it in as a descriptive word is being rock where you actually be a rock for yourself and that I think is really important at the moment too is knowing how to self-care and, and be steady on the inside when there's so much chaos and drama going on around us how can we be rocks for ourselves yeah, and I had to learn that. I, I really burnt out. And um, that's been a very honest journey in the book, really, that I realized I, I could be rock for other people, but I could listen to other people. I didn't listen to myself. I wasn't listening to my own needs and I wasn't filling myself back up. So I think joy, it, it, joy is really important. What brings you joy, that's how you fill yourself back up. That's how you are able to uh, give to other people, support your family around you in these very difficult times, is to try and find something that you actually do take time for each day that fills you with joy. I think that's really um, important. Um, and also, I, I've made a list of all the people in my life who were rocks for me in different situations. So who was my work rock? Who was my spiritual rock? Who was my one that always makes me laugh? Um, and then you know who are the people that I maybe need to connect with online right now in this very difficult situation because today I need someone to make me laugh or today I need someone who can hear me cry. Or today, I need to just talk how hard it is with work because I can't do my work in the same way anymore and I need to brainstorm that with someone. Mm -hmm. So have a look because if you write down who your rocks are, it's really interesting. I like that as an exercise for people listening or watching. Write down who you feel your rocks are and also how you feel you can be rocks for others. What are your, what are your strengths? What are you able to, to offer? And even though, I mean, it's presence really that are you able to be that kind of presented person? And I, I do feel that taking care of yourself first to fill you up. And I was thinking as you were talking about the joys of life, you know, it's for me, it's simple pleasures. I mean, just getting a buzz out the fact I have a home, you know, every morning, um, but the sun and the birds, you know, nature just being so grateful and graciously grateful about the, the spring doing its thing naturally it's just this is here in the UK you know and, and I think there's those simple things that we can rely on and that they're going to be there at the moment there's so little that we feel we can rely on right now that the things that we can let's really appreciate them and then that energy will grow and it will help to sustain us and then we can be rocks for one another and the other thing that was coming up when you were saying you're having different people to to rock rock out with <laughs> um you also have a, a partner as well so you're not expecting them to be your rock for everything because that would put a real pressure on that one person wouldn't it yeah that's right and i think you know choose your rocks for what they can bring for you and be very mindful of that that you cannot expect everyone to be a perfect rock for you and remember that you cannot be rock um, if you are desperately unstable yourself. 
So one of the things that we talked about in my family is that um, we've talked about the idea, there's three of us at home, me, my husband and my son. We've all each chosen a little rock. So we've all got our own little rock. And what we've talked about is if we're really struggling, we can put that, our rock, by the kettle, because we go to the kettle a lot because we're British, obviously, and we drink a lot of tea. Um, <laughs> we can put our rock by the kettle. And that signifies to the two other members of the family, I need extra support today because I'm really struggling. But you don't have to explain what that extra support is. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to say, oh, I need you to rock me because. You just say, that, that symbol just says, today I'm struggling. And, and I found it really important that my son chose a rock and we talked about it. And he said, okay, so if I wake up and I do feel teary, I can just put my rock by the kettle. Yeah. Oh, that's bringing up so much. That is just beautiful because it means that you don't need an excuse to be rock, to, to, to need rocking. To need rocking. Yeah, and, you... and then for all of those people, like yourself, Clara, who are on your own at the moment, who are the people that in your life that you could trust enough to send them a photo of your rock. By the kettle. By the kettle. And then on the days that you're struggling, you just send them that image. That is so lovely. So we can do this remotely as well because, yeah, there's a lot of us that are living um, alone in my yeah. hermitage. I, I do feel that my, my life for five years on the road has really helped me live like this to me it's normal at the moment it's not what i want long term but at the moment it's something that i recognize and i do have a good brace of rocks um of you are definitely one <laughs> uh, and, for you, and and for you to have acknowledged um so when mandy was first writing this book well no one she first in the middle of writing it and you were saying that how much my journey has had inspired you to to speak about being rock for yourself it made me realize just what I'd been doing on those, those five years onwards is to learning how to self-care. So it yeah. is rocking yourself is deep, deep self-care and it's real self-care. It's not pretend self-care. It's like you're up against it, self-care. You need to really find what you need within from yourself. And that can resource you so deeply. And you know, I'm a, a Qigong teacher trainer, but I needed to get my practice back for me I needed it to be the practice that I wanted not what I was going to be teaching people later but what I actually needed and it was the menopause that kicked my ass on that one and it just made me yeah exactly um so that's one of the, the silver linings of this mid-life um stage that we we're in um is that it calls you to look at what what you need now which is not the same as what you needed 20 years ago and won't be the same as what you need in 20 years if we get there no, and, and that, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head about how we're being rocks for each other is that we have to remember that as an adult supporting a teenager, we have to greet them where they are because they're in a very different place to where yes. we are. Yes. And it, it, you know, and boy, I feel sorry for my husband having to rock me through the menopause. But, you know, it's been a huge learning curve for both of us. So. Yeah, I think self-care is really important and it's very individual and we have to find, first of all, I think we have to, I had to learn to listen to myself yeah. and then I had to learn to be brave enough to say I'm struggling. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's really tough. And all the people all over the world, you know, there's so many of us who are calling out for personal connection. And this yeah. is something we can all do for each other. And we don't have to be perfect at this. No, this and also... Thing we have to do and get right. It's just a thing we have deep inside us that we can offer. And just know that if somebody is choosing you as their rock, they're not expecting you to be perfect. They're just looking for connection. They are. They're looking for connection so that you can feel safe to be vulnerable. And remember, as you said earlier, it's not about being in competition. We know there are people that have terrible lives, really, really tough, and our hearts go out to them, our compassion, and, you know, all in good time we want to be well now we want to be able to take care of as many people as we can but in the here and now when we're responsible for ourselves like that and for one another and this being rock this is the ripple it's the rock in the pool that's going to ripple out and actually start really showing us how communities really work for one another i hope so moving forward yeah that would be amazing and if I, i find as well that younger people really can engage a bit more with the term that they're being a rock for each other rather okay. than their listeners, you know, it's yeah. easier. It's, it's easier to relate to. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite cool as well. It's better than the, a new, yeah. vin- new vernacular, new way of using an old word. So Mandy Priest, being rock fame, I think we're going to say now, I wish you so much love and luck. Not that you need it because it's already happening. It's all already out there. How can people find out more about you and what it is you're doing? Okay, thank you. Um, well, um, you can find me on the web. I'm at mandyplease.uk. You can find the book on Amazon. So if you just put in being rock and Mandy Priest, depending on where you live, you're definitely going to get me. And also I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Um, my handle is Mandy J. Priest. Okay, and that is P-R-E-E-C-E. Yeah. Yes. Have you got one classic rock moment to share with us before we leave? Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> this is an embarrassing one. So I came home from a difficult situation at work. Husband's in the kitchen um, doing the dishes, and I bundled around and you know, bit bit stroppy. And he said something, and I did a spectacular menopausal rant in the kitchen. I mean, it was really good. Not directed at him about this issue, but it was, you know, big rant. And at the end of it, he turned around and smiled at me, and he said, you know, that reflecting that drop thing, it really works. (laughs) And I hadn't even noticed that he'd done it. Um, ah, brilliant. And I have to say, if you reflect a drop and somebody does do a huge rant, remember rants are like storms. They're letting somebody let off steam. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's such a good point. Such a lovely illustration. And that we've got a gamut of emotions in us. And it's not all about, you know, being tearful and sad and emotional. Sometimes there is the frustration, the anger. And, you know, as British people, we men all keep it all. And it's like, no, punch it out. We've got great qigongs around expressing whatever element um, frustrations. And as you said, it needs to come out because when it comes out, it clears. We want to clear that stagnation. We want to the emotions that we feel, that big fear thing that's being, you know, perpetuated around the world we're not supposed to hold on to them we notice them and we let them flow through us so it's the sticking of them and the holding in that causes the problems so yeah and i think also can i just say as well being rock is about letting people share their joy too yeah okay nice really important so in these troubled times it can be you can feel a bit like if something really lovely happens, you feel a bit awkward about maybe sharing it. Yeah. But actually, you know, part of being rock is to hear people's joy because we need that to balance all the struggles that we're going through. We do. Yeah, we need it all. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being part thank of Cheat Time, Mandy Priest. You're welcome. Oh, thank go you. well and be rock round the world. <laughs> <laughs> world rock chick. That would be fun. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So loads of spin-offs going here as we are sitting here rocking the menopause like uh, like nothing else <laughs> and encouraging other women to do the same. So go well with the rest of your day. And more thanks to Mandy for sharing the breadth of wisdom around being rock. You know, being present to true listening, not trying to mend or heal, just witnessing. Another pure gold chi time interview I hope you enjoyed and found rather useful. If you have, please do tell your friends and also know that you can watch us on the Chi Time TV channel on YouTube where you will see the unedited version of this interview and lots more from the Chi Time back catalogue. So next time on the show, we are going to really dive into the world of Qigong personal energy management as we lead up to the World Tai Chi Qigong Day on the 25th of April. My plan is to take some brilliant bits of interview from Tai Chi and Qigong masters that I've had on the show in the past, like Ken Cohen, Amalia Weiching Lee, Jason Chan and Barefoot Doctor, and maybe even Sharon Rose, the director of the Quantum Chi movie. And all of these interviews can be found in full on the on-demand facility at UK Health Radio or in podcast format as Clara Apollo's Chi Time on iTunes, Spotify and Google Play. And I'd also like to introduce you to some key Qigong protocols around clearing the fear, dispersing anxiety and frustration and replenishing with pure fresh vitality that is your birthright to gather from Mother Earth and the cosmos. So if you'd like to find out more about the Chi Up Your Life online sessions that I run, head over to my website, claraapollo.com. And so we have one last song to play out with, which has been suggested by Mandy Priest, our being rock chick, who has chosen this tune, Hold My Hand by Jess Glynn, because, and I quote, I love the idea that she can be in a cold and empty space and then someone holds her hand and she's okay. So being rock means we don't have to walk alone. Oh, I love that. And so, knowing that when we are rocked, we feel wholly recognised, then when we acknowledge our wholeness, we can dream in the vision for a new world in a clearer, brighter, more cohesive manner. So really, let's take good care of one another in these transitioning times. 
to hold each other's hands, hear each other's words truly, and be kind to one another's hearts. So till next time, keep your chi up, my friend, and thank you so much for listening to Chi Time with me, Clara Apollo.